welcome to Living in Grand Rapids, the podcast. I am Josh May. I'm Katie Arnold. I am Leah Hills. And I'm Ross Bacon. And we are four of the May Group Realtors with Remax of Grand Rapids coming to you today. Another episode of Living in Grand Rapids. We're going to be chatting real estate. I really like when we do this. We pull out some random terms that maybe the general public doesn't really know a ton about. And we're going to dig deep into a real estate term today. Does anybody want to share what that term is? We're going to talk about what is a contingency? What the heck's a contingency? I mean, people, people know, you know, I think people know the term, but how is it used in real estate is the question. So I thought that I would just start with the true definition to set the stage. How do you guys feel about that? That's a good starting point. We're going to talk about the true definition, and then we're going to talk about all the parts that a contingency plays in a real estate transaction. This will be fun. So as far as the definition, definition goes, in real estate, a contingency refers to a clause in a real estate purchase agreement specifying an action or requirement that must be met so that the contract can become legally binding. Both the buyer and seller must agree to the terms of each contingency and sign the contract before it comes binding. What does that mean, Ross? Let's break it down. Let's break it down. Let's go deeper here because I always tell buyers, you know what? You're protected by the contingency. Talk about it, Ross. I would say you are protected by the contingencies. There are multiple contingencies in a real estate transaction that one can uh, come across. You know, you've got inspection contingencies, you've got appraisal contingencies, you know, financing contingencies. Um, you know, it's a lot that, that it kind of protects you as the buyer in these transactions. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, do we want to break down each contingency or why they're in place and, you know, and why they are needed? Let's dig a little bit deeper for the public uh, that's listening that's not in real estate every day. Like this is second nature to us. So when you're talking about a home inspection contingency, how does that protect a buyer? What does that actually look like in the home buying process? And how does the contingency protect them? You know, this is the first contingency that kind of comes into place when you get an offer accepted. You know, the, the, the first step is once you get an accepted offer is you want to schedule the inspections. You know, that is a time period that is set forth within the contract that allows a buyer to do their due diligence on the house. They want to make sure the house is in good standing order. Um, you know, the roof's in good condition, the furnace, the, you know, you know, there's not any structural issues with the home. It gives them the opportunity to send professionals in and give their opinion on the condition of the home. Now, in the event something drastic comes back with an inspection, uh, that buyer has the opportunity to renegotiate and open up dialogue again with that seller and allows them to say, hey, listen, you know, the, the house has a little more issues than was expected. Let's renegotiate and, and figure this out. In the event that both parties can't come to some sort of an agreement, the buyer does have the opportunity to withdraw their offer um, at no additional cost to them uh, because of the inspection contingency. It just needs to be done within that certain window set forth in the contract. You know, it's interesting because we represent both buyers and sellers. And, you know, on the seller side, when I look at things as I'm coaching up a seller, I say, hey, we're looking for offers that have the cleanest and maybe the least amount of contingencies, right? Yep. So as a buyer, you want to be protected, but as a seller, 
you know, to get to the closing table, you're trying to limit those contingencies. So why don't we talk about the next contingency uh, that's most common would be the financing slash appraisal contingency, because in most cases, a purchase agreement is always contingent upon buyer financing, right? The buyer's ability to get a mortgage. If, you know, God forbid the buyer lost a job, you know, halfway through the process, in most cases, they would be protected because the offer is contingent upon their financing. Now, take that a step further, Ross. Talk about the appraisal contingency for a buyer and what that means. So, I mean, this is it's an important one. And a lot of things have changed uh, over the past few years regarding uh, this particular provision in the contract. You know, um, typically, a lender is going to require that an appraisal be done. They want to make sure the home is worth what the buyer is willing to pay for the home. They're going to come in and compare the price that you're offering to other homes in the area and make sure that, okay, we're within that window of, of pricing that uh, will allow the bank to lend for financing. So, um, you know, like I said, a lot of things have changed over the past few years where, you know, buyers have had to get creative with their offer, you know, maybe offering such sort of uh, what's called an appraisal guarantee. Um, you know, in the event the home doesn't appraise for what you're offering, a buyer is willing to kind of help negotiate that with the seller. It's kind of similar with inspections. Uh, it does reopen dialogue uh, with the seller and reopen negotiations in the event uh, an appraisal comes in short uh, than what you were originally offering. If both parties, again, cannot agree, the deal's dead. And again, that contingency has not been met and the deal falls apart um, and the buyer can back out uh, again at no extra cost to the buyer. Makes total sense. You know, on the buyer side, I always say for the most part, the purchase agreements are, are very uh, heavily weighted towards buyers, you know, with these contingencies. And when I'm working with buyers, in most cases, I let them know that, um, you know, it doesn't have to be a stressful process because they are going to be protected all throughout the process by these contingencies. So, you know, we talked about the inspection. We talked about the appraisal contingency. Another contingency which people probably don't know much about would be buyers are protected, making sure they actually get a clean title to the house, right? Yep. So offers are contingent upon the seller providing the buyer with title insurance and clean title. They need to be able to sell the property without any liens that would uh, prevent them from selling the property. So Buyers also have a title contingency. Little known talk or conversation that people don't really think about too much because it doesn't come up that often, but title work is pretty much done in every single transaction. So that would be another contingency. I'm just going to throw out a random you know, situation out for sellers because we've talked about all these buyer contingencies. You know, when I'm representing sellers, if I've got an offer on the table, and this has happened you know, many times where I'll get a good offer and the buyer did not send over a pre-approval letter and the real estate agent says oh they're you know they're good for it i promise you i'll have it in the morning for you we need to protect our sellers to not enter into an agreement without actually seeing the buyer's bank approval letter right because if they if a seller enters into a contract and does not understand the buyer financing or see the buyer financing approval letter Sellers can be stuck in that contract and that has happened. So where I'm going with this is if somebody sends me over an offer and they say, hey, Josh, I promise you I'll get you the pre-approval letter in the morning and I feel good about it. I'll actually write in the contract acceptance of this offer is contingent upon 
buyer providing acceptable pre-approval letter by noon the next day. So that's how we keep our sellers protected with another example of a contingency. So there's plenty of other contingencies that will come up throughout the process, but I think we went over some really good examples of how we protect buyers and sellers. Katie, Leah, any questions from the crowd today? I mean, I think I'm just a little surprised one that you guys haven't brought up is, and I, maybe this kind of falls under buyer financing, but like the contingencies based upon the buyer selling their home. Yes. And the way that we can kind of end up in that loop where we're working with the seller and we are waiting to hear if the buyer has their home that they're selling under contract and that contingency. Great point. You know, and Katie brought this up because Katie is running the show <laughs> for all of our deals. And she's seen this stuff. So it's not. Katie doesn't like those contingencies. I was going right? to say, she probably doesn't like those they're, ones. I, I mean, they're fine. Yeah. They're just another thing that I have to keep kind of in my head and in my notes to make sure that we're yeah. all on the same page. Yeah. So what Katie is referring to, if a buyer, you know, writes an offer, their home, their current home is under contract, but they need to close on their current home before buying a, the next home. Some buyers will write the offer contingent on the closing of their existing residence. Now, this was more common, you know, seven, eight years ago with the way that the market is moving right now. We're not seeing a ton of contingent offers out there just because, you know, buyers just don't have as much leverage as they used to, but they do happen. And again, that would be contingent on closing on their existing residence because they can't get the financing for the next house or they don't want to. Some buyers just don't want to put themselves in a situation where they might be responsible for two mortgages. So they, you know, even if they're financially approved and can do it, some buyers will come to me and say, Josh, I have no interest in uh, owning two houses at once. I want to make this offer contingent upon my closing just to keep me protected. So does that make sense? Absolutely. Good point, Katie. Good point. That was a big one. Big one. All right. Contingencies, contingencies. Sounds like a little jingle. Ross, take it away. Sing it for us. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing on contingencies. There's, there's not a whole lot of words that rhyme with contingencies. Contingencies, schmengencies. There you go. That's something. Hey. All right, guys. This was a fun one. I think it's fun because we know this word up and down and side to side, back and forth. We love we talking use real estate all the time. So for the listeners out there, hope you guys learned just one or two things. And uh, after your little learning session here, we'll let you get back to living in Grand Rapids. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Living in Grand Rapids, the podcast. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends. You can find us on Instagram at maygroupgr or online at marketgrandrapids.com.